When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with special guests uh, Joe List, Brandon Simon, Andy Brandt Bernard, <laughs> JB. And we'll be right back, kick things off. Joe List at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, two shows. Right back. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road, if you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. J.B. is my name and f***ing up, mother. Is my Negro, black, black, black. Django, J. Django, I'm gonna start calling you Django. The guy is talking on there, Joe. Yeah, was the former producer. Great Negro, sex machine. Never ending. 
that was the end. That Tony was Lee the was end. the producer on the KQ Morning Show for like 20 years, and I loved working with the guy. Just a great guy. Yes, he's a good friend. JB went to the Minnesota State Fair, which starts next Tuesday. You might want to hang around. It starts next Thursday. I've heard about this fair. Oh, my God. It's Joe. the great Minnesota get-together. Great Minnesota get-together. Um, so we we said, JB, why don't you and Mike Gelfand, nice Jewish boy, why don't you guys go to the fair? And Tony goes, yeah, you know, I'll write an intro for him and everything. <laughs> we don't happen to have that intro, do we, Andy? Uh, I don't think so. No, it was... Uh, the Negro in the and Jew- the Jew go, why don't, don't you go to the fair? <laughs> That's pretty good. It's like a Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the next year's stretch wasn't there, so Tony and I went. So and the Tony Negro was, and the Jew go. And Tony's Jewish also, uh-huh. so... That's why I let him get away with that crap because he's Jewish too. <laughs> so right. he's Jewish. So. Well, you let him get away with that crap because mm-hmm. he's Jewish. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. I understand. He has long-suffering people too. The greatest thing about my career is there. Uh, pretty much near the very beginning, there were there were two black men, two Jewish men, a woman, uh, Dan Colhane, an Irish guy, and me. Mm-hmm. But somehow, from the very beginning, I was a racist. And anti-Semite, and because I would joke around with them, yeah. Minnesotans couldn't handle that. Uh-huh. You can't be, oh, unless the guy's like, you know, and, and I'm Catholic, so I had the right to do I'm not even Lutheran for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the, the greatest thing was one day I was asked to admit that I was racist. Who asked you to admit you were racist? I didn't know I, that. I'm well, I mean, you are, gonna, but I didn't know you had to admit it. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the person's name. But, um, is it tiny? No. Damn it. It's a female. Anyway. Was it Amy? No. <laughs> Julie? We I'm just, I'm just, yeah, just, I'm just picking names. We were throwing out there. Cheryl? I like that. We were just talking about Amy because she was the one who ticked off Tony to the point. That's the reason why he laughed was because of her. That's what I understand, yeah. But... Um, what minute. the heck was I talking about? I don't know. Kind of wandered off on <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Brandon, this you having fun having your popcorn down there? You got any left? It happened when you get Oh, my God. He's got a whole box of popcorn. I could yeah. eat on air. Then. Yeah, you can eat on monster. air. Go ahead. I don't yeah. care. But, oh, um, come on. Grow no, he was you know, good friend, and we would make fun of each other. But I was asked that question, admit to being racist. I said, yes, I'm racist. I hate black people. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> For a month, the switchboard lit up. Oh, God. How racist is that show? This, that, and the other. And the well, poor thanks. woman. So it's your had, fault. Poor woman that had to answer the phone would listen to all this, and she'd finally get to say something. She'd go, Do you realize he's black? The mm-hmm. person who said it. And they would go, Oh. Okay, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, also, it was funny. And then they asked oh, me my opinion, and I said, Oh, yeah, he's black. I mean, he's really black. <laughs> Didn't I? Is that what no. it's on? No. Seriously purple. That's but what I, I said. No, I'm not I just purple. got here. I have to dive into a racist conversation. Yeah. I know. It's phenomenal. It's crazy. No, no, we, we don't want to take really, you down that road. We're really in it here. Nah, it's fine. Joe, we're, I thought we were going to come and kind of plug a couple of shows. All of a sudden, we're, we're, we're in racism. <laughs> no, the greatest but, thing about it is is that we confront it head on. Therefore, it's all... It, look, if you're racist, get the hell away from me. That's all I know. If, right. But the way it's thrown around now, Joe, it bothers me. Oh, of course. Yes. Everybody's sure. a racist now. 
No, yes. they're not. No, they really aren't. No, I agree. So <laughs> is that a state on the on your shirt? This is an Ohio oh, yeah. shirt. Well, it's Ohio. I'm not oh, from I Ohio. Can't, I can't see the other side. Yes, yeah. it's, uh, it's Ohio. I love it Ohio. Says, it says love. I was uh, there, and uh, I have some family and friends there. And, uh, oh, it was you're a nice not from there. But I'm not from, from there. No, I am from Boston. I was going to say right. because... Did you read in the paper yesterday? Ohio State is trying to trademark the, the word the. <laughs> oh, wow. The Ohio State University. Good for them. Huh. I liked all this trademarking stuff. <laughs> That's trademark- like uh, Michael Buffer has the let's get ready to Re- rumble. You're not yeah, allowed yeah. to say that. I think right. I might. we might get sued right here. Way to go. I said it. Only him and his brother can say it. Yes, that's right. Oh, is yeah. that right? His brother can say, say it? it? Right. Yeah, he's the new Buffer. Yeah, he's the new voice. But I would like to thank you up front, by the way. Well, not up front because after the, after the fact, but thank you to the Red Sox for beating Cleveland, helping the Twins out. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Happy, happy to help. It's going to be a great race. Speaking of race, great race. So many great teams. Yep. The Red Sox not well, being Baseball one has gone the way of um, basketball. You have the teams and football. You have the teams that tank. Yeah, that's true. And then yeah, you have the, the other half that are in the pennant race. The because Twins do both. They because, like to like to tank and be in the pennant race. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Because of the the new wild card system in baseball, yeah. you can now, yep. if you're close, you can hang around and and fight for it. If not, you just start selling off people, and um, trying to get high draft choices. I mean, even hockey's gone that way. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much true. You see, if I were really a racist when he said that thing, that's sell the off people. I know when I no, 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 not to sell off people. That's <laughs> when you said. Well, now baseball is just like basketball. I was going to say it was all black people. <laughs> See, but I didn't. Right. There's no black people in baseball. There's like no African American. Yeah. Well, there's two theories around that. Okay. One is a social economic issue of baseball is introduced. And this, I still play baseball at the age of 57. A damn good baseball player, too, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> But um, is the other theory that they have an extra bone in their hand that no. makes them pitch really well? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's. Joe, uh, aren't you glad you came in? <laughs> I am. I just wasn't sure what kind of show we were doing. Here. Nobody, <laughs> no, nobody it's, told me. No I didn't know idea. either. I've been doing this a while. Baseball is, is is a sport that's passed down from dad to son or dad to daughter. Yeah, that's sure. Yeah, that's true. And that's true, yeah. with a lot of single parent homes. In the African American uh, black community, that doesn't happen oh. uh-huh. unless there's an uncle or grandfather involved well, your in dad that. Dad did. Oh yeah, your we listen. We, we listen. We listen to KMOX every night. We went to bed. I either was listening to oh, a yeah. Cardinals baseball game what or was, Blues uh, hockey is, game. Uh, um, what's his name? My buddy, Jack Buck. No, not you. Oh, that's right. Jack Buck did it too. Right. But on KMOX was uh, Bob Costas. Uh, Costas did Spirit of St. Louis, the basketball team. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but he was on KMOX, right? Right. He was on KMOX. For a while there, we had Harry Carey, Jack Buck, Bob Costas, and Dan Kelly, who was the voice of hockey. When you look at old footage of the NHL in the uh, the 60s, when they went from 6 to 12 teams, when you listen to the voice of the NHL, it was Dan Kelly. Yeah, right, right. And he was the he was back when the Super Bowl was on two TV channels. 
uh, that day because it would That's be on right. NBC and NFL. Right, they yeah, would be on both right. channels. Interesting. He yep. would he would do the stuff on CBS, and he was the only one to pick the Cowboys when they won their first Super Bowl. Right, right. So, God, Joe, you're not old enough to know who any of these people even are. <laughs> I mean, I know I know everyone except Dan Kelly, Kelly. Jack right. Buck, except of course, Daniel. I know, Jack and Buck, Harry yeah. Carey. Yeah, yeah. Joe well, Buck's dad. Yeah. If you're from Boston, yes, I'm quite sure you know the famous. Uh, Bobby Orr goal where he gets yes, flipped of course. up in the air. Yes, well, 1970. The guy, the guy that's voicing that yeah. is Dan Kelly. Oh, wow. So he's voicing. you're learning. See, I do know, yeah. So white here and black is. people can get along. Yeah. You learned that already <laughs> yeah. today. That's good. So here's the guy that normally, if he's not doing a national TV or uh, TV game, did the stuff for the blues. Oh, right. Okay. And the amount of incitement and whatnot in his voice when Orr scored against his team, right? Because he was being professional. Uh huh. He was trying to sell the game more than worrying about just his team. Right. So that's good. That's a good yep. thing. So have you always been a Red Sox fan? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Bruins. Okay. Bruins. Yeah. Patriots, Patriots all the way along. Course, Celtics. The whole yeah. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a fun. Uh, Couple decades yeah, here, decades. <laughs> but it was miserable for so long. The Patriots were one in fifteen when I was a kid. They were never on Monday Night Football. The Red Sox stunk. And well, uh, I'll tell you how weird my life is, Joe. Sure, I have tons of friends from Boston, but I also know twelve people from Rhode Island. Oh wow! Nobody outside of Rhode Island knows twelve people. From no, Rhode Island. there's only a thousand people in Rhode Island. <laughs> I, I mean, that's like that's like a high percentage. Thing. I mean. Oh, Paul Mercurio. He's from, oh, I know Paul. Of course. You know, oh, do you know Paul? Yeah, yeah, I love I know Paul. Well, he's a yeah. Great guy. Great guy. He's as good as it gets. He's out of his mind. Yeah, he's uh, he's kooky, but he's a great guy. Oh, he's a wonderful guy. He, he, Paul is a really good guy. But yeah, I, you know, because Michael Bryant's from Rhode Island. Right. Uh, Doug Sprinthal's from Rhode Island. All these got all these Rhode Island people. It's unbelievable. I actually, the the president of the radio company I work for was in Providence. He sent me a message, I'll call you in a half hour, I'm in a meeting in Providence. And I said, well, say hello to the Patriarca family for me. And he didn't know who they were, so he did. Yeah. Patriarchas ran the mafia in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Rhode Island was like one of the last real mob-run yeah, towns. That's exactly yeah, exactly right. I've heard that the, the highway in Rhode Island, have you ever heard this, is runs like zigzag like that mm-hmm. because um, the, all, like the mafia people refuse to move any houses or buildings. Like you're going to have to build the highway around you it. you have to build the highway around So like when you go through, <laughs> the speed limit's like 70 miles an hour, but it just like S's its way through. You're like, this is the most dangerous road I've ever been on. And evidently it's because the mob was like, no, 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 you can build right around everything. That's it. And I'm not tearing my house down. Forget it. My grandfather lived here. Yeah, exactly. No, but, it's uh, no intimate domain, huh? Yeah, I'm in a domain in Minnesota. That's a big thing here, by the way, Joe. I'm I don't know what domain. that means. That means it's your house, not your house anymore. We just took it. Yeah, the government oh. comes in and, and the government gives you... can buy no. any piece of property as long as and not even for a fair price, price right? right? Oh, geez. well, I mean, they say it's fair market price. Usually, that's just the assessed value, which tends to be low. Yeah, it tends to be low anyway. And they white when you talk about that, there's a free uh, highway 94 mm-hmm. went through a black community. And it wiped out that black community in town, Two in St. Paul. And Minneapolis. Right. Where I grew up, that's all It was called the Rondo neighborhood. Rondo neighborhood. Yeah, if they want to put a freeway out. there, then yeah. too bad, get out. Jeez. Yeah, that's what happens in Minnesota, man. Boy. The other thing they do, just like in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. ups and downs on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's reality, Boy. man. It's just reality. That's terrible. I always tell the story. I grew up in North Minneapolis. Sure. It was all Catholics, blacks, and Jews. That's uh-huh. everybody. And they put the freeway, and this is true, put the freeway around us so we couldn't get out. <laughs> it's true. I'm it's not true. kidding you. Wow. Yeah. 
It's like, okay. <laughs> well, you're going to have to run in front of 70-mile-an-hour cars if you want to get out of the neighborhood, but that's okay. Damn. <laughs> I don't know. what's So did, where, did you grow up? Where in, in Boston? I grew up, no, south of Boston, a town oh. called Whitman, Massachusetts, which is the birthplace of the chocolate chip cookie. You oh, can look it up. Man. Uh, no, very exciting. Runs, yeah, yeah, the Toll House uh, cookie, which is burned down now since. But the cookie has been toll carried house on. Toll House burned down? Oh, yeah, many years ago. I didn't know that. Bef- Did it smell good? Right before I moved there. <laughs> so, like, 19, that burned down like the 80s. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. But, oh, uh, long, way a long, really long time ago. Yeah, yeah. That's 30 years ago 30, 30 something years ago How now you? I'm 37 Oh then you're right It was a long time ago Yeah um, But yeah I grew up in Whitman, Massachusetts About 40 minutes Right next to Brockton Home right of Brockton, uh, yeah. Rocky Marciano Marvelous Marvin Hagler Rocky Marciano 49 and 0 Yes People don't know That died in a plane crash Oh is that right? Yeah he did I, I didn't forgot that it. Rocky Marciano Died in a plane crash Yep 49 and 0 man that is pretty amazing. I remember hearing that he had hidden, he didn't trust banks, so he had right. money hidden everywhere. And uh, people yeah. for years were looking for Rocky Marciano's <laughs> money. It was like Fargo. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah, uh, it was kind of like Fargo, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of different people who, whose relatives decided they should take their money. Right. There are a few comedians I could think of that. <laughs> oh. You know what I'm saying? Like Dane Cook, maybe. <laughs> Dane Cook, uh, his brother, you know, robbed him or whatever. Uh-huh. Dane Cook's brother one time, Daryl, we were at the old Comedy Connection in Boston in Faneuil Hall, and there was these huge windows. They were like 15-foot windows, and they hinged in the middle, so they would open kind of like, like that. And he was leaning. I'm just doing a visual for everyone. He's doing a visual. Video. No, no, no. Uh, okay, okay, great. So go to, the, go to the YouTube to see how these windows open, folks. But uh, they, they kind of hinge in the middle. So you can imagine. And he was leaning on the window, and he started to fall out of the window. And we're on, like, the third floor. And I grabbed him by the arm, like a like a acrobat, like, like this. And I pulled him back in. And uh, he didn't say thank you. He just walked away. He was like, oh. There was no like, oh my God, thank you. So I knew I was suspicious of that guy then. <laughs> I saved his life and he had no reaction. And so I found out he robbed ten million dollars from his brother. I yeah, thought, yeah, that makes was sense. Was it only ten million? I think it was. Uh, maybe more than Billy that. Billy Joe got sure. bought for like fifty million, didn't he? Yeah, by his, by his brother-in-law. I just talked to Dane Cook a couple of weeks ago. He's doing a lot better now with that whole thing. Oh, good. Yeah, Dane's a good guy. I mean, I don't know if he's he a, No, he's name, a very decent guy. I mean, I don't know him really well, but he's a really decent guy. Yeah, I got to open for him a few times way back good in the day. Again. Yeah. And, um, cool. Way back a, in the day. You're 37. <laughs> well, way back in the day. 14 years ago, 15 years ago. Oh, really? See, yeah, I mean, that's, like a, that's a chunk of time now. Yeah. It is. So when did you first... Uh, Start doing comedy. I mean, well, like, I started when I was eighteen, so I started then, when I was a young kid. When did you start making money? Um, not like real money, like making a good living. Probably <laughs> like six years ago, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, about six years ago. Well, it's that would long... make sense. It'd be about yeah, eighteen to twenty-eight, something like that. Yeah, twenty-nine. About yeah, thirteen, so that... fourteen years in. Yeah. Yeah, so that timing's just about. People don't realize that. I don't think that you have to work on your act as a comedian for probably <laughs> ten years before you can make any money. Yeah, I think it's ten years before anyone's really. Good. I mean, there's people yep, that are really yep. funny or whatever, but they have yeah. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, they don't have a lot of chops. But I feel like even 15 years is when you really start to... Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. And there's not a lot of... Well, also, I think like when you're really young, there's not a lot of life experience in your right. early 20s and stuff. There's only so many things you can talk about. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. Be right back more with your list. Tonight, tomorrow night, two shows at Acme, 8 and 1030. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand 
the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. Thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Don't be playing Chance the Rapper either. I know what you're trying to do. (laughs) Doesn't sound like Chance the Rapper. The closer I get to you, the more you make me see. Hey, thanks. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> things are going really well today. <laughs> Called you here today for a bit of bad news. I like it. We're making Joe nervous as hell. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're happy to have you. You don't remember yeah. this song? Yeah, I do. Ohio, Ohio players. Ohio See, players, I tied it baby. into a shirt. Oh, nice. There you go. So, you didn't the guy get killed on a roller coaster? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. They tried to claim on that Roller Coaster was a song by Ohio players. Oh, and there's yeah, a person yeah. screaming as the roller coaster got out. Yeah, that person got killed. Oh, that's fun. It doesn't make any, like... He fell out of the roller coaster. Yeah, they whatever. would... Uh, yeah, they said it? that, like, a, someone got murdered in the studio while right. they were recording, and they just... Like, yes. <laughs> how does that explanation make more sense <laughs> they, than they, they're not people screaming on roller coasters? They, they, right. had, one, they had one album called Skin. Skin. And she was wrapped... On the cover, it was always this woman. Ooh, like she was women. wrapped in a uh, boa constrictor, and they claimed that she was killed by the boa constrictor. Oh, yeah, oh. That's right. And then wow. the next album was called Honey, and there was honey poured all over, and she supposedly suffocated because it, skin couldn't breathe. This you know, band killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> oh, my God, that's exactly right. You know, killing everybody. Let's wow. kill one person per album, mm-hmm. and then. So, what did you grow up listening to? I'm a big classic rock guy. I've always been Are a you? rock guy. Yeah, Stones and uh, Beatles and Zeppelin and The Who and the 90s rock. I came up 90s rock, like Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, yeah. all those bands. Pearl Jam was damn good. Yeah, I've seen uh, Pearl Jam 41 times live. I'm a bit of You've a, seen them 41 times? Yeah, yeah. I, I love Pearl Jam. You ever I've seen, seen him in his, hot, in his army helmet? 
Um, no, that was like too young for me. That was early on in oh, the Lollapalooza days, '92 or so. Oh, yeah, that's but true, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've seen Eddie Vedder a few times solo. Yeah, I love God, that's the big Pearl Jam guy. Yeah, are you like a Metallica guy too? Not Metallica as much. much. I like Metallica. Like I respect, but I I just don't have the mood of like a da 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 da. da. Yeah, I just don't have that. Strident. I don't know when to listen to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of bands, I'm like I'm really into this, but I'm like I just don't have like that young anger or anything to be like yeah that's a problem Joe the devil or whatever the not devil that, coming to get you yeah not that uh, not that Metallica's devil music but you know like I just yeah. don't I just realized that when I can't sleep it's because I listen to Metallica before I go to bed you just made the point to me it kind of jacks <laughs> up a little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. no I get it like into Sandman if I hear it on the not that I listen to I a lot of radio anymore but yeah yeah that, that's great I and, love uh, that song but there was a time when I was into Metallica I just like I said I just don't have King Nothing you like King Nothing old, that's like a that was like a little later, right? Yeah, it was. Um, it was from uh, Load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Load was the one they were like. Everyone was like, they sold out, man. Yeah, they also put like blood and sperm on the cover. Yeah, I remember hearing that oh, also, and great. that killed somebody. Somebody drank it and died. <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody drank the blood and then they got AIDS and died. The yeah, Ohio yeah. players exactly. came over to the Metallica <laughs> studio <laughs> and they killed a few um, people. There was one other album, Fire. And that's Fire. when she burned up in the house. Oh, yeah, she burned in the house. It's right. the same lady. She kept coming right. back. She, 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 kept back. back. Yeah. Wow. she kept coming back from the dead. a tough Absolutely. lady. Yeah, well, I would imagine that's probably true. <laughs> but yeah, I just saw the Stones a few weeks ago on the on this oh, tour. Did? Yeah, at uh, Gillette so Stadium. He's okay now. Yeah, they're fine. I mean, like they were. Good. It's it's definitely they're seventy six years old. Like, it's a good show, but it's definitely yeah. Like Mick gets a little out of breath, and uh, he has to kind of oh. sing a little differently. We well, just had a heart deal. Yeah, yeah, but uh, everything slowed down a little bit. Like Paint It Black was kind of like I see a red door. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like for it to be a little sad. Paint It Black. <laughs> like you feel it. Like it's like not like it used to have like that. The original it feels almost like a punk song. It's like that, right. Doo, it does. Doo, yeah. doo, doo, doo. But uh, it's definitely a little slowed down in there, old. But it was still exciting, you know. Well, we're seeing it. I thought so. Yeah, it was fun. Definitely. Man, I tell you, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen the Rolling Stones now. But last time I saw them. Mick works a runway. It, he never stops moving. It's amazing. No, it's it's still like that. It's crazy. It is, really. I think they would actually function better as just like a straight blues band now. Because like they play a couple of blues numbers, and it's great. Like If they just right. stood there and were just like kind of jamming and playing those slow blues numbers, but instead they're kind of running all over the place, you're like, stop running. Catch your breath <laughs> and just kind of focus. Yeah. Do yourself a favor if you've never... You ever heard the album Out of Our Heads? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's one of the greatest albums ever recorded. Yeah, I mean, I'm My a huge... God, it's a great album. Huge Stones guy, yeah. I love it. Yeah. All the way back to Satisfaction. Yeah, I love that early stuff. I love uh, December's Children, all that stuff. And um, um, Were you happy when they killed Brian Jones? Yeah, I think that he deserved to uh, pass away. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, Went to the Ohio Players' house. And... No, no, he was a... Uh, he was phenomenal. He was amazing. But I think their best, for me, the best stuff was the Mick Taylor years, those, yeah, like, um, yep. those big four albums there. Yeah, hell of a, hell of a player. Ronnie Wood's okay. I love Ronnie. Yeah, uh, he's go. very likable. <laughs> he's very I think he still likeable. smokes too. He actually is a really good guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he seems is. like a seems he like a good guy. Um, Never met Mick. I, I, our former governor Tim Pawlenty was in. Uh, I believe he's at the Taj Mahal. Yeah, I think that's where he was, and he was standing next to. Now Tim's about six two, something like that, and he was standing next to Mick Jagger, whose girlfriend he said is at least a foot taller than he is. Oh wow. And he said, Mick is about four foot ten. Wow. <laughs> He's just really tiny guy. Yeah. He's got that, that, oh, that whole deal. I do remember now, this is, I was 11. 
Mm-hmm. And they announced this new band, the Rolling Stones. We're going to play some Rolling Stones for you. And this guy was uh, explaining the song before he hit it. He said, uh, I think you're going to, of course, you talked like this, you know, back in those days. Of Everybody course. talked like this on the radio. And ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Uglies. <laughs> really? He referred to them as the Rolling Uglies. Oh, right? wow. <laughs> Jesus. It's a little harsh. Oh, was he making fun of them? I thought it was like oh, yeah. a typo. Oh, no, I no, see. No, no, he was making fun of how oh, ugly they you. were. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, they did look a little bedraggled at times, but, yeah. you know. But then uh, sex symbols very quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember at 11 years old, I was like, what the hell is it? Why did he say that? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't care for it. I do remember that. Right. But that was a hell of an era, man. With the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Muhammad Ali. I mean, you can all list. Man, a lot of things happened in the early 60s. Yeah. Very, very cool. So you were born what year? 82. 82. Andy, he's four <laughs> years older than you. Yes. It all works out in the end. 82. 82. Sure does. I was a young college man then. You were down. I was, that was my first <laughs> go around at KQRS before I got fired. Then I came back in 86. <laughs> did you even know that, Brandon? I, I was there once I, before. No, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, one of my coworkers stole another worker's purse, and I said, man, give him the purse back. They wouldn't do it. So I got, I got a little r- rough with the whole deal, mm. and they fired me. Oh, jeez. I don't know. you got to show them what's going on over there, JB. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, she's getting robbed, and I help her, and I get fired. What the oh, hell is yeah. that? That doesn't that, seem fair. That, that's happened to me the only time I've been fired. Really? Uh, working at – I was home for a summer working at McDonald's. Mickey D. And – Whack somebody did not. Whack Arnold. <laughs> Whack Arnold. Somebody didn't mop the floor correctly, and oh, the gal slipped. Oh, jeez. In the back kitchen area. And I can see her knee starting to swell. So I grabbed, I had some first aid training. I grabbed a plastic bag, put ice on her knee. And this, the managers told me to take it off. I'd be fired because I was messing with his insurance. Oh, God. Weird. And I said, I'm not taking it off. She's hurt so i mean to the point where we had to call an ambulance in and all that stuff Hmm. and the bag of ice was sitting next to her when they showed up and the first question was why isn't the ice on her knee right and i just turned and looked at him and he just turned his back to me at that Mm -hmm. point oh jeez should have said I'm going to cancel your insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and he fired you for that? And then he fired me. He wouldn't have me back. Oh, wow. Oh, that guy yeah, seems sure, like a I'm jerk. sure it was that. That's the reason you got fired. <laughs> That's all right. The next summer, I worked for the U.S. Attorney's Office. So I do I, remember that, yes. I could roll back in and look at him like, Bust your ass. <laughs> so you're saying that's better than McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to confirm. Yes. Way better. I'm happy to hear that. I was, uh, a fre- I was a fed Yeah. for those oh, two wow. summers. Yeah. He was a fed. I still think I still have the ID from it. Oh, that's nice. Because <laughs> it got me. I got pulled You still off. have your FBI or whatever the hell it is ID? U- U.S. Attorney's Office. U.S. Attorney's Office? Why don't you help me then? Wow. I was uh, oh, that's a thick in a wallet. Co- I was in a wallet. I carry in my front pocket, though. Yeah, well, I carry my wallet in my front pocket yeah. also. That's from your, because you're from Boston. That's from my, my 1996 Washington, D.C. trip, <laughs> our, our school trip. They were like, keep your wallet in the front, and I've done it ever since. Oh, wow. Well, my, um, really? my, um, some buddies of mine. Why don't they were, put your picture on here? And my picture is on here. <laughs> <laughs> some buddies and I were wow. in a car, and we were, you know, Yes, people, this was the 80s, so calm down. 
we were yelling out the window at some gals. And we got pulled over in Clayton. Was, oh, that was not that was not smart thinking on your part. I want you to know so, that. So the cop goes, <laughs> JB. Oh, nice. oh, wow. So the cop goes. He says his picture's on there, but I don't see it. <laughs> they could have used a flash. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, you're right in stride now. Yeah. That's phenomenal. You're right in stride. Uh, so, love it. So the cop asked for ID. <laughs> <laughs> my friends are throwing their driver's license on the car, and yeah. all of a sudden it popped in my head. Oh, we're about use that. I whipped this oh, out because sure, I knew man. if he would abuse us, That's he knew. I whipped this out. I looked over at you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he knew that I knew the people that were going to oh, prosecute his butt. Right. right, right. So I threw that down. You're unbelievable. <laughs> and, he, and he looked at it, and he looked at the back, and he looked at it, and he, at it and he goes. Shut up and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you got to play the cards you oh, got. Yeah. yeah, you do. It's a smart so, move. Smart move. I would still I pull that idea out now if I got pulled over. If I were you, why don't you give it to him? Let him, you know, <laughs> officer. I'd want you to know this is me. <laughs> this is me right here. Did you always know you wanted to be a comedian? Yeah, definitely. Real, real so. young. Yeah, uh, you've always been funny, haven't you? I think so. Yeah, I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to be. Fun. I mean, I was really shy, like painfully shy when I was a kid. Way to break through. But yeah, um, yeah I definitely want. I remember when I grew up, like the eighties, uh, late eighties, early nineties. It was like always on. Like A and E had uh, comedy, MTV oh, yeah. had comedy, yeah. VH1 had VH1 Spotlight. Yep. So it was just like constantly uh, there. And then Carlin was doing all those HBO things. Right. So it was like um, it was so Man. prominent. You grew up in that sweet spot for comedy. Richard Pryor and George Carlin. My God. Yeah, it was exciting. Steve Martin was breaking at that point. Yeah, he was. A lot of really good stuff. Yeah. Rodney was... Rodney, Rodney was... Um, God. People were really starting to yeah. find out about Rodney Dangerfield. There was yeah. a lot of people. The problem was that the uh, comedy <laughs> boom ended right before I started right. doing comedy. Well, so you I started it, kinda, brought it back. It ended. So yeah, yeah. Well, good. now it's booming even no, more than the 80s, you. it feels like. Joe List uh, said he's coming in, so we got to get it back rolling. That's yeah, good. yeah. I, like <laughs> I appreciate it. Pick it up. <laughs> no, why not? But, but seriously, looking back at that, man, you when you were like five, six years old, it was really hot. Yeah, yeah. That was like late eighties or in the, into the early nineties. Was, like, was like yeah. crazy. But then it kind of it got too much, which I think might be I happening remember. now, where there's like you just meet thousands of comedians. Right. You know, like, it's really funny you bring that up because we were we're talking about that whole situation, and you know some can do this and some can do that. It didn't used to have the restrictions on it that it does now. Right. So you know, like the Booker at, at the morning show. Like, did you were you not were you not able to come in to do the morning show? I came yeah. in yesterday. So oh, like, afternoon. I, don't know. Okay. I just did Thursday. Yeah, I got yeah, in the afternoon. So. Yeah, see, and that happens too. Yeah. See, so, you know, the, it just makes it, it's a different business now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. It's weird. Well, I'm glad it's, you came into this show. That's terrific. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. I have nothing to do, so. Oh, well, it's what a compliment. <laughs> I well, I mean. I mean, I'm as not... much as this sucks, it's better than doing nothing. Well, there was, those are two separate thoughts. I'm happy to be here, period. New paragraph. I had nothing to do today. Um but no, oh, I'm happy man. to be here. And my wife is here also, but she and she's a comedian, but she passed fully, so you should be angry at her. <laughs> she Wait a said what? my wife is a comedian. She's yeah. opening for me. Oh she is. And they said, Hey, bring her along and she was like, Nah, I don't wanna What is she out you shopping? Wear. So uh How old you wear? <laughs> she might be shopping. She's older than me. She's forty one. She's old, old. Yeah. Old, old woman. Yeah, she's gross old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe. I'm kidding. She'll never well, so what's her name? Her name's Sarah Talamash. Talamash? Talamash. Uh, I think that's Scottish. Um, oh, yeah, Scottish, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
descent. But she's actually she was born in South Africa. Actually, her father's South African, so she could never be president. That, and she's a woman. So, is she from Boston as well? No, no, she's from Houston. I mean, she was born in South Africa and grew up in Houston. Wait a minute. She's Scottish, born in South Africa, and moved to Houston. Yeah, she's got a lot. She wears a lot of hats. She lives in New York. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. She lives in New York. Yeah, yeah. Are you well, in 41 years, you can get a lot in. I right. suppose. Well, that's true. Uh, uh, so you live in New York now. Live in New York. And yeah. We're, we're in New York. In Queens, in Astoria. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, I love it. Well, I do too. We used to live at 20th Street and Second Avenue in Manhattan. Thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's getting just, extremely expensive. Matter of fact, I I was doing voiceover and I lived there and. Every commercial you heard throughout your entire childhood that was me going, Copley Place in Boston. Oh, wow. I was always going, Copley Place in Boston. Oh, that's what do you think of that? What's that? Faneuil Hall. It's a, like a building. Oh. Yeah. It's a shopping center or something, isn't it? Yeah, or, yeah. Well, or it's fa- a bunch of different things. I, yeah. I don't know. That's all I ever did was work. Just, still, that's all I ever do. It's terrible. You see the just horrible, you know, brand that's just like, I know, man, it's just really bad. He is, he's, <laughs> Feel sorry for me. No. I think it's phenomenal. So, so where did you meet your wife? I met her just in comedy. I don't remember actually meeting her. I, I, you, you, her? you always want like I used to be. I, I quit. <laughs> I, I quit, but that is why I don't remember. Yeah, but so, everyone has like these great you know meeting stories. And, right, like she right. was just a girl. She was a comic that I just kind of knew. And then, oh, so you uh, already knew who she was. Yeah, we kind of cool. we met someone. She remembers kind of meeting me, but it was just kind of like another comic I had met. And then I just always remember her being around. And then we lived two blocks away from each other. Oh, that's cool. And we kind of, our uh, singleness synced up. Like, she got single, I got single, and then oh, we just kind of okay. thought, well, why don't we just have sex? <laughs> and then uh, we did. And then we were two blocks apart. So you're like, we can't break up. We're going to be bumping into each other. Yeah, yeah. And then, so then you true. just kept dating. And then after a while, you're like, all right, well, now it's too late to break up. We might as well get married. And here we are. And, matter of fact, today is our two-year anniversary. We got married two years ago today. It must, be going, must uh, be going well if she didn't want to spend the day with I'm you. I'm doing a radio show. She's, um, <laughs> yeah, think about that, though. She didn't want to come. What does that tell you? I Joe? don't know. Well, I don't know if it says... Uh, I don't it's know what it you says. you or me. But... It's one of the two of us. Well, today is our... We got married in the, at City Hall, and then we had a big wedding uh, ceremony on the 19th. So that's like our real anniversary. The but today is the day we officially got married. That's cool. Two years ago. Two years ago, that's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I got married, I was 30... The hell was I? Thirty three, maybe thirty four. So about the same age you when you yeah. got married, little little younger. Yeah, I was thirty five. Yeah, yeah, because we're 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 kind of a different situation because I met my wife, Andy's mother, uh, and she's eight years younger than me, and so we went out. Well, she interviewed me actually. I was because I was doing the voiceover thing. She yeah. wanted to. She was in college and went interviewing about the voiceover thing, so we did that, and then we had dinner and. I just was having a ball telling jokes and screwing around, and she was laughing her ass off. And it ended up she she loved the fact that, that I could make her laugh. Yeah. But the only reason I was doing that is I didn't figure I had a shot anyway, so I didn't really care. Right, right. You know what I mean? There was no pressure. Yeah. Like, yeah, good. Hey, here you go. Yeah, that's the best way. To, that's like auditions and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, kind of like, to, it's the best way to do it. It's like exactly the end of Shawshank right. when Morgan Freeman's like, I don't really give a, a hoot. And that's how he gets we can know, edit this. Right, yeah. accepted no. shit. Good. <laughs> well, shit, we'll be right back. That's what Joe is. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry 
This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress through the Nutramost weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. You know, it's really nice. You you come in, you play anything by George Clinton? No. I couldn't find my George Clinton. What? The what ones that had. Balls? What is this? Oh, this is the Gap Band. Oh, it's the Gap Band? Yeah. Outstanding. You the bomb. I remember the Gap Band. J.B. in charge. Cassie's taking the day off. She'll be back next week. Looking forward to that. Joe Listy studio. He's at Acme tonight, tomorrow night. Two shows, 8 and 10.30 tonight. 8 and 10.30 tomorrow night. We've basically tried to destroy Joe's career, but we've only got one more segment to do. Or his marriage. Or his marriage. (laughs) Both are very strong. They're strong as ever. Well, see, I'm very, very happy to hear that whole deal. So do you... Do you travel together a lot, or do you go out separately from your wife? Uh, as much as we can, quite a bit. Uh, I would say like 60% of the time she's with me, which is nice. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, some clubs I don't subject her to. The nice clubs, yeah, you know, where yeah. they're a little more nice. But some clubs, you know, the owner or the manager is a creep or a weirdo, or they're just like these tough crowds or whatever. I mean, like Youngstown, Ohio? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, here in, yeah, I think that's the, the kiss of death when Bruce Springsteen writes a song about your town. That means uh, it's not going great. It's not going He's great. never like, Beverly Hills. No, you know? he doesn't do Beverly Hills. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's but, a very good point, actually. Yeah, it's a tough tough times in your city when Bruce is writing about you. But uh, yeah, when we can, I, go, I take her on the road and uh, it's great. It makes it a lot easier. It's uh, it, it keeps you from that isolation. And you can get laid on the road. It's wow, nice. now you're talking, you know? <laughs> Oh, well, you mean when she's with you? Yeah, when she's with me. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the other one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to be here. So, do, do you ever open for her? Um, no, not no. Oh, no. Okay, but uh, maybe someday, you know. Do you ever introduce? If you're her? listening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's, but that's great. Because yeah, Catherine great. usually does, she does the podcast three days a week yeah. with us, and I really like having her. And our daughter also, Andy's our son, our daughter Alex is on the podcast. It was started to be a family podcast. Remember? Oh, that's great. So I could spend time with them. Yeah, that's beautiful. I kind of suckered them into hanging out with me. It was yeah, wonderful. That's what that, I feel like I was just talking about that. A lot of, um, with podcasts and radio, the entertainment, mm-hmm. a lot of relationships take place on the air now. Like, I have friends that I do yeah, podcasts with, and I'm like, yeah. I never even see this person outside of the podcast. That makes sense. No, tell us about your podcast. I want to hear about it. It's called Tuesdays with Stories, and it's uh, extremely irreverent. I want to start by like that. <laughs> saying that. That's so, good. Um, it's, not, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, but uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's my friend Mark Norman and I, who's here in a, uh, a couple months, I think. Yeah, totally. uh, yeah, so yeah, he'll probably be in here. 
And um, we just kind of sum up where we what we did that weekend. We're both on the road, and then we digress a lot. It's very much like a uh, a tribute to Seinfeld and George Costanza. It's that kind of oh, it is back and forth rapport. That's not bad, man. But just a much filthier version. Well, filthier's good. Um, <laughs> Whatever so, works. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's a, we have a great time. And How long you been doing it? About six years now. Well, you have been. Yeah, it's been a long time. And it's doing well. It's doing well. Yeah, we got about twenty five thousand listeners each week. So. Excellent. It's pretty good. It's a nice. It's a nice number, um, but not enough for the the industry to be like, wow. <laughs> I, got, like, yeah. I got enough people that I'm like, I can't believe this many people listen. And the industry is like, you're not selling enough tickets. You got to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out there. Yeah, somebody told me Segura is doing like a million episodes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, those yeah. guys, Segura and Bert Kreischer and uh, oh, Bert Kreischer. I missed that son of a bitch. He's great. I just did his podcast. I'm on his podcast oh, next week. I saw him on Tuesday. We were hanging out. Yeah. Oh God. He, I, well, when you do his podcast, tell him I said hello if you remember. I will. Yeah, he's a he's great a guy. Hell of a guy. Yeah. And you have heard the story about robbing the train in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> nice life. No, it's yeah. insane. No, it is really. But that, do you like that that part of it now, that the fact that you'll be doing podcasts, you do, you know, you go from town to town. Yeah, like you said, you're Bert Kreischer, you're Tom Segura, or whatever. That's got to be, I mean, a great way to pick up, you know, fans, isn't it? Yeah, it's a huge... Well, here's the thing. Like In the old days, you would just come to the club once a year. Right. And now you're in people's ears every week. So you can kind of... They get to know yep. you, and it's much easier to go, hey, I'll be here, and they can come see and stuff. And to kind of um, have that uh, relationship is much better. I as opposed so, to just... Yeah. yeah, we saw him a year ago, whatever. Um, but so yeah, I love it. And it's fun. It's also great because it gets you together with friends. Right. You're like, right. all right, we've got to get together and do an hour and chat yep. for an hour. Yep. So it's actually uh, it's actually pretty good and you're kind of off your phone and just having a conversation. It's nice. I love it. No, it is terrific. I think it's a, a really, really smart thing to do. Yeah. I really do. The one thing that they have to do because they changed the metrics on it, which is a huge mistake. The problem you have, in, like in radio, when I do the morning show, if you are driving to the grocery store and you're listening to the show, then you get out, you go in and buy groceries, you come back and you turn the radio back on, that's two separate listens. Which is how oh, interesting. That's how podcasts used to be. Right. So if a guy, let's see, he's, he's working out and he listens to, you do an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he listens to the first half hour, and then he goes and works out, and he comes and listens to the second half hour. You don't get credit for that second half hour. Oh, interesting. They changed that. You know why they did that? To favor the big, giant Beverly Hills podcast. Oh, interesting. What a shock. <laughs> <laughs> because they have, those people, you know, they don't go to the grocery store, they send their butler or whatever. You know? Right, right. Yeah, it's one of those. But yeah, that, they, they need to go back to where separate listens are separate listens. Right, right. Mm. Interesting. I didn't even know that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm not a good businessman. I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> the way they're running this show these days, you, I don't think you want to know much about it. It's, yeah. It's one of those deals we, what I don't understand about business these days in America, and podcasting would be one of those things, is okay, these people over here, well, I'm not, I don't want to say on the right because this is not a political statement. I just mean on my right. Right, right. Um, they're all, you know, doing well and everything's magnificent. But these people on the left over here, they don't get any credit for listening or any of that stuff. So let's take care of that. Let's make sure they're covered. They took all the stuff from the right and moved over to the left. Hmm. Do you think we'll ever learn why don't we serve everybody? Right. You know, this one group got all the attention for all these years. Well, this other group needs to have a voice, too, so let's move it all over there. Mm. Well, you can't balance it out like that. Right. I mean, it's like that situation. Well, you know, we were talking, JB and I were talking about reparations last week. How that will serve the people who actually suffered, I don't know. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? It's never going to make up. Would you say, JB? Well, you remember when Chappelle dealt with it? Uh-huh. Chappelle's a <laughs> by the way. And what did my people do? Go buy a truck full of cool, cool cigarettes. cigarettes. <laughs> and did you ever see any of a semi and... cool cigarettes? Yeah. It was phenomenal. <laughs> and they said, you're a truck driver. <laughs> truck driver? I bought these straight cash. Straight <laughs> <laughs> cash, homie. It was the greatest. But without education, giving people a boatload of money. Yeah. It would just be a waste. It would be pretty amazing. I mean, the economy would skyrocket because people would buy stuff. They'd be spending a lot of money. Right. People would spend a lot of money, but eventually, if they don't know how to save or or invest, it would be a waste anyway. Right. Well, Andy, didn't you tell me one time that uh, like 70% of people who win the lottery are broke within two years? Uh, yeah, if it's, not more. If not more. I mean, the number is huge of people. They win these millions of dollars. And within two years, they're broke. That's like that old saying, if all the rich people gave all the poor people all their money in five years, they'd have it back, or two years, they'd have it back, <laughs> or whatever I can't the saying it is. Well, yeah. that's exactly Probably. it. Yeah, 70% yeah. of lottery winners end up bankrupt within five I mean, years. Within five years. How, how hard oh. is it somebody hands you a 200-and-something million-dollar check mm-hmm. to take like $150 million and put it in a, an account that you know you will never touch? Or several or, different accounts. Right, you that you will never touch. Or put it in invest safe investments uh-huh. that you can't touch for five years or something right. like that. Right. That grows the actually grows the money for you. Right. Yeah, maturity. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Instead of just putting it in your normal bank account and going, Woohoo, I mm-hmm. can do this and right, that. Right. Now in their defense, these lottery winners, I have it pictured in my head that every cousin and every oh, yeah. brother and every sister and every neighbor, oh, man, I saw you won $35 million. Let me get some. Right, right. So yeah, I guarantee and, you they get hit on and that's constantly why, for money. And that's why I said only, t- only t- you know, take, if you got 270 take 150 and put it, yeah. the other 100-something, Yeah. take care of those people. Yeah, which is fine. Fine, yeah, you cool. know, just, right. and my plan would be, I'm not giving you any money. Give me all your d- just bring me your bills, your debt, That's your, your nice. big debt. See, there you go. That'd be smart. And I'm going to get you back to zero. Now, if you screw this up again, you're on your own. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that, I'm giving you a chance. Yeah. Now, yeah, my siblings, I would probably take more care of. But, but I, not enough. But after that, cousins and yeah. friends and whatnot, nope. Let me take care of your debt, your, your mortgage, your car, you know, all right. of that stuff. Student loan, if you got them, I'll, I'll get you to zero. You screw this up, you're on your own. Yeah, well, that's how it should be, but that's not how it is. Yes, yeah, 70%, as Andy said, within five years are flat-ass broke. doesn't matter how much money they want either. Right. They yeah. get when millions but of that dollars happens, are still gone. But that happens uh, in the NFL. Oh, God, yeah. Adrian Peterson. Right. Adrian Peterson is what, something like $10 million, million dollars in, in debt? Yeah. He made $100 million, he's $10 million in debt. Yeah. But Adrian Peterson would do stupid things like hold a birthday party with live camels with a camel <laughs> he did he rode into his birthday party on a camel yeah like, that's, what are you doing that's silly <laughs> i don't know it's it's unfortunate but what are you gonna do right well the same thing happens with inheritance within three generations uh 90 of the money's gone within three generations mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't work for it exactly yeah. oh, they don't know the value of money yeah, so true. they just throw it all away wow and they totally. assume easy come then you know more easy come later, but that's not how it works. That's the old saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah easy come that's exactly, later. Yeah. That's exactly right. So now that we have everybody cheered up for your show, Joe. Yeah, yeah. 
Don't play the lottery, folks. <laughs> Come to the show. Instead of buying a lottery ticket, buy a comedy show ticket. Right. We, we have a couple of morning show listeners, KQ morning show listeners, that won $11 million in the lottery. They literally had to go into hiding because people yeah. would not leave them alone. Oh, yeah. Right. It's just sad. I can imagine that. Yeah, why does it have to be like that, though? Yeah, you got to keep it on the DL, I guess, if you win. Well, in, in yeah. Minnesota, you can't remain anonymous. No, you can't. They tell oh, you. Right. No. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. they rat you out. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wait, they won. Some... Here they are, the Andersons, who've won $11.2 million. Thanks. Great. On the evening news. Go mm-hmm. pretend you're related to them. Yeah. I'd like to think, if I won the lottery, I'd be like, I'm not doing anything for six months. I'm not going to buy a single thing just Good to kind move. of feel and, and yeah. not make any Very kind smart. of um, whatever. Now, how'd you grow up? Did you grow up? Like kind of middle class. I thought middle class, and looking back, I think it might have been a little closer to lower middle class. You don't realize. <laughs> yeah, no, you, don't. You, you don't realize right. what it is, and then you start to be like, "Oh, wow, that's a, it's a lot a different minute. than I realized." Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. But that was we were never starving or anything. But um, right. yeah, it was always used cars and stuff like that, hand-me-down clothes. Yeah. But um, it was nice, you know. I in, liked it. In an article once for Let's Play Hockey magazine, they interviewed me, and I. Said we were. Yes, in... he does play hockey, Joe. That's all you're looking at. He's a goalie, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, they um, asked me about my background. I said I came from a middle class family. My mother read it and said, Where the hell do you think you were middle class? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Your old mother rats I said, I Lower middle class? <laughs> and she goes, No, we were poor. I was like, Oh. Lower, well, that's a time. that's a tribute to her then that right. uh, that you kind yeah. of received it. Yeah, as, my yeah. Par- my parents mm-hmm. never made us feel poor. Yeah. Well, no, you same. have to admit though that B, your mother had really good taste in like especially white guys. Yeah, because he liked him. She liked him. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> B loved me, and I loved B. She had great hats too. <laughs> B wore great hats, man. Oh, nice. Remember her hats? Yeah. Love her hats, man. <laughs> Uh, you always get you do the same thing I do when because my mother I was really close to my mother I was raised by my mother and my two sisters, and and I do the same thing if I talk about my mother it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I miss my parents. I know absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I miss my mother. <laughs> you know. That's all that. Boy, okay, you know, go ha- go laugh tonight. Go see Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, because we've depressed a crap yeah, out yeah, of you. Yeah. Our parents have passed on, but uh, you don't have to pass on tonight's show at Acme Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> um, laugh their spirits back. Where'd you get your sense of humor, man? Uh, my whole family. We had a big kind of Irish family. Everyone was hanging out. and uh, a lot. And my neighborhood, too, was a lot of, like, there was a ton of kids in my neighborhood. It was all standing in a circle. I mean, no one, we didn't even... We played baseball and everything, but like it was a lot of just standing in a circle. My family sitting in a circle, yeah. A lot of telling stories and hard drinking and all that stuff. Being funny was the thing valued the most in my family. Absolutely, you'd be like, "That guy's a funny guy. He's a good guy. He's a funny guy." Yeah, that's that's what we would always say. You and I grew up the same way, man. My family, my brothers and sisters, to this day, make me laugh like there's no tomorrow. Well, half of them won't talk to me anymore. But the three that do remain. (laughs) Yeah, seven kids in my family. I was right in the middle. Yeah. An older brother, two older sisters, three younger brothers. Man, we laughed a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example, very quick. Oh, God, we only have a minute left. Uh, one of my brothers got divorced for the fourth time. Yeah, fourth Jesus. Time. So my mother says, you boys, get over here. The, all of you, get over here, support your brother. Just got divorced for the fourth time. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I don't mean to chuckle or anything, but she goes, now, when he gets here, don't even start on your stuff because I know what you're going to do, so don't even think about doing it. Yeah, don't worry about it, man. Everything's all right. We'll take care of it. 
So we're sitting there, and we hear the doorknob turn, and my mother goes, okay, there he is. So, like I told you, don't be a smart ass. The door opens, and it's my brother, who just got divorced for the fourth time. My youngest brother goes, hey, Liz Taylor, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was phenomenal. That's great. You know, I loved it, though. That sounded great. like something Troy would say. Yeah, Troy's a, a bartender, <laughs> smartass. That's it. Joe, you are a very funny guy. Oh, man. thank you. I appreciate it. No, you are. You're very, very funny. Tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30 at Acme. And if you have to put up with Brandon, just do it. You know. <laughs> Suffer right. through it. Love you, Tom, as always. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, too, Brandon. <laughs> we'll see you Monday. It's family. <laughs>